Welcome to the Superhero of Love podcast. I am Bridget Fonger. I wrote a book called Superhero of Love, Heal Your Broken Heart and Then Go Save the World. That book is going to be out in January 2019, but I didn't want to wait until that time to start talking to superheroes of love. And guess what? Here's the news. You are a superhero of love. And through talking to other superheroes like yourself, tapping into that little superhero inside of you, I'm hoping that you and I and all of us start feeling more and more like superheroes of love, meaning that we love and are loved more than ever before. So welcome. Let's get this party started. All right. Okay, so now we're... We'll get started. Woohoo! Let's go. Okay, so Dana Piro is an American musical theater composer, and his works have been performed around the globe. I am so excited to have Dana in my orbit. I know Dana because a dear friend of mine, Carol Woodluff, who has been mentioned repeatedly in this podcast, in the history of this podcast, and she was we interviewed. Love her. We love Carol Woodliff. Carol Woodliff told me that I must be a part of your your creative entrepreneurs mastermind group. Um, And I'm so excited that I joined it. And the reason I invited Dana here today to talk with us superheroes of love is that he is unequivocally in the business of helping us heal our hearts and especially empowering our hearts so that we can bring those of us with um, creative passions stirring in those hearts so that we can bring those most powerfully into the world. So Dana, I welcome you to Superhero of Love podcast. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you, Bridget, (laughs) for that lovely intro. What inspired me this week to specifically to need to talk to you is that you are about to start a five-day challenge on Monday, September 24th. Now, I just want to say a little caveat for anybody that's listening to this podcast far after the fact. Um, Dana does these five-day challenges on a regular basis. So don't worry, you haven't missed out. There's more to come, more juicy, great stuff coming Mm -hmm. from Dana. (laughs) But But the reason I am bringing that up is that you posted in this group that I had just barely joined a challenge to think of something that, and I'll let you articulate exactly what you said because I don't have it in front of me, but how I read it was think of something that you want to get, something big that you want to get done in the next 30 days. And its reaction was, oh, fuck, I have... (laughs) (laughs) way, way more than three things, three huge things that I actually have to get done in the next 30 days. Like I don't have a choice about it. I actually have to do these three, at least three huge things. Right. And so I immediately got overwhelmed and I started to reply that I was overwhelmed immediately by your challenge (laughs) and I was doing it on my phone, but I couldn't type fast enough on my phone. So I went to get my computer to respond with panic and, and passion. And I got my computer and somehow I got my computer. I sat down and something distracted me into, oh, I knew what it was. It was because a lot of times when I get overwhelmed and listener, don't get 
don't get discouraged that it's only my voice right now. Dana is going to mostly talk from now on, but I need to do this little introduction. This is fabulous. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm loving every second of this. Oh, thank God. But I am going to stop talking <laughs> in a second as soon as I do this intro here. But so I sit down and when I get into a panic, one of the things that I do when I'm in a panic and feeling overwhelmed is I say to myself, just do one thing, just do one thing that you can get done. So I was like, all right, well, on my list, so I have, you may not even know this, I have a book that's launching on January 1st. So it's coming out. Thank you. So I have a lot of friends who are actually sweetly, oh, so kindly, lovingly, I owe them my firstborn buying, pre-ordering the book now. But I need way, I don't have that many friends. So I need thousands of strangers to buy my book. And, um, and and so there's a lot to do to lead up to that January 1st date to become somebody that you might want to buy a book from. So I, I had put on my to-do list for last weekend to write a draft of a 15 to 20 minute speech that I could deliver at a moment's notice if somebody asked me to, mm-hmm. that would, that would spark people possibly to want the book. So I, sat down and I thought, you know what, instead of writing this overly emotional panicked post on your page and, <laughs> and smudging up your page, why don't I just try to do this? And so I did a rough draft of a, of a, of a talk and it came out flawlessly. And I really believe, not flawlessly, it's a rough draft, but you know, it came out smoothly. And that- It was flossum. It was flossum. <laughs> Oh my God, I've never heard that before. That's so awesome. I wish I could say I made it up, but oh it just seemed appropriate. Well, as far as I'm concerned, you made it up. <laughs> and then that idea led to an even grander idea, which is something that I'm going to announce for that's going to happen on November 11th. I'm going to be announcing it in the next couple of weeks. But so it led to an even bigger idea and then an even bigger idea beyond that. So I just have to tell you that oh, one post... You lit the fire under me, and that is who you are to me. And now, please let them know how you got to this place of being a fire light, fire sparker, and fire tender for all of us creatives in the world. Wow, wow! I'm just letting that sink in for a second. Thank you for yay, that. Yay, yay! Yeah, you are. that resonates big time for me, and and uh, it is my passion. You know, it is absolutely my passion uh, to see others embrace their passion, and actually be able to do the very things they love and are passionate about on a regular basis, and also to be able to sustain themselves with it. You know, the, I I don't believe in you know the starving artist sort of mm-hmm. scenario. And, yep. um, and that's something that I, I you know, I've been a, an artist for ever since I can remember. I've been a, a professional musician, certainly for over three decades. Wow. And uh, I, you know, for, you know, since I was, golly, I'm 61 now, do the mm-hmm. math. And, and mm-hmm. you know, shortly out, out of college, I was, I was working, I was working in high school, you know, doing stuff. So um, it's, it's something that is a very natural part of me. Mm-hmm. And I had a lot of, I would say, early success. You know, um, I was just kicking around as a composer. I, uh, I was always doing something musical. I always knew I wanted to be part of music because for me, uh, music is my first language. 
I feel like it's the language of emotion. Mm-hmm. And as a child, I had lots of emotion. Mm-hmm. And I w- didn't particularly have a voice. In other words, I wasn't allowed to express myself in that way, you know, vocally. Mm-hmm. I, I was, uh, and because of certain things, the way I was raised in my household, my safe space was my piano. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I learned to communicate early on. So for me, really, you know, music is like breathing for me. It's, it's, my, it's my safe space. So I, uh, I, yeah, I got to tell a little story. I had a wonderful teacher. I think that she was the beginning of this. Um, we had to do oral book reports when I was in, you know, third or fourth grade. Uh, luckily, I had the same teacher for third and fourth grade in elementary school. Mm-hmm. And I had what is called an emotional stutter as a child. Uh, and so it, it, it sort of manifest, everything sort of manifests itself in a physical way in that when I started to speak in front of others, I would just get caught. It would, it would catch. You right. Know? Right. And right. it was painful. You know, we had to do oral book reports in third and fourth grade. And the first couple times I wanted to just go away. I wanted to hide. And, you know, the kid, you know, kids are, are fabulous. I love children, but we can be cruel to each other when we were kids. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, they would laugh and I, I loved reading. I was a voracious leader, reader. And so, so what happened is um, I, but I always played the piano. So one day we had an indoor recess and I, uh, I started making up as I do <laughs> at the piano, <laughs> I started making up music to go with my friends as they played games. Oh my God. That's so it, cool. Wait, I'm was, sorry, but you, did you just intimate that we all do this? Well, that's I, amazing. well so, sorry. I, <laughs> as I, as I always do as that's just my, that was my way of, of I made stuff up, you know? And yeah. so, and which is another reason why it took a long time for me to realize I maybe could make a living doing it, you know? Mm-hmm. So that, so I just thought everybody sort of made up stuff. So my teacher saw that Mrs. Martin, she pulled me over and she goes, okay, Dana, next time for your oral book report, I want you to make up music to go with the book and play that for us. Oh my gosh. And I really, I really have her to thank for so many things in my life. Uh, She shaped my future. What I do now is, is write music for the dramatic moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so that was a big, that was a big deal for me. And, and many things changed. I got so excited to share the music with the class. Uh, they couldn't shut me up. <clears throat> and so it really unlocked some really wonderful things. So, uh, you know, my, my experience with the arts, my experience with the idea of creating, I'm going to go and I'm going to take it a step further. I feel it's a very sacred thing. I think it's a gift that uh, I've been given um, that I really am so grateful for every day. Um, and also it's something that as I, uh, I don't know, I, I had, like I said, some early success and boy, I failed a lot, Bridget. You know, it was, it was one of those things where, you know, I try one thing. I was a musical director. I loved doing that. I, uh, got a vocal performance degree from Ohio State University, I sang, I sang in opera, I sang in bands across the U.S. and cover wow. bands. Wow. Um, and then I reorchestrated uh, shows, you know, when a theater was doing uh, uh, Sweeney Todd and they only had seven piece orchestra or band, I would take the original orchestra and reduce it. So that wow. became, that past in, you know, university actually became a, a learning ground for me. I was always 
I always believed in multiple streams of income. So I was always taking what I knew and sharing with others. And I, and I, I think that something my father sort of gave me uh, was that I was a solution for someone. Oh, what a great, I think that that's such a great gift for any human to try to be, you know, the solution for people, right? Like, don't be the problem, right. be the solution. Right. Be that's part so of the beautiful. solution. Yeah. Uh, and, and that was, that, that was even further. And he was an entrepreneur. I mean, he was sort of a, a self-made business person where, uh, you know, uh, both of my folks came from the Hills of Kentucky. Oh, yeah. wow. He literally worked in the coal mines. He was in the Navy and then he became a, a plumber, became a master plumber and he started his own business. And one of the things that he told me early on, uh, I mean, listen, he wasn't perfect. Uh, you know, n- nobody is. Families are dysfunctional just by the very definition of family, I think, in mm-hmm. many ways. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he taught me a lot. And one of those things was that, you know, if you're providing value to someone, if they need you to do it because they can't, mm-hmm. then you deserve some remuneration there. Oh, that's and right. so he always, he always, I, like I would say, you know, like I say, despite his many flaws as a human being, we are all perfectly imperfect. And he was, but one of those things was he, he instilled in me that we bring value into the world and art is value. And it is indeed a solution for others. I believe firmly that art is healing. I think art provides a safe space to have an emotional experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and we as creatives are bringing something really valuable into the world. And it is a solution for someone. Whether it's sitting in an audience and laughing mm-hmm. uh, or crying or having, an, a, a, you know, like I said, an emotional experience or changing our view, you know, it's value. So that's, that's sort of where I came there. Now I had some great experience, uh, great, great success early on uh, when I really finally embraced myself as a composer. I was like, Oh, why? I think this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to write musicals and had um, very early on hooked up with a uh, uh, very famous producer, Cameron McIntosh. He is uh, the producer of Phantom of the Opera, Les Mis, Cats. Miss oh, wow. Uh, you sort of name it in the 80s and early 90s. He was the guy to go to. And um, we got hooked up with him, uh, my collaborator and I, and had uh, some things produced by Cameron early uh, in the 2000s. And then after that, I hit a really dark period in my life, Bridget. And I think this was the big, the, the big, the big shift for me. Um, up until that point, I don't know whether it was a lot of luck or if it was really a lot of hard work, but I hit a dark period. I almost gave up everything. Um, and it was, you know, through addictions and stuff like that. It was sort of like I had given up. I think that some of it had to do with, um, I was here and living in New York City during 9-11, and there was a big shift. It was like a, yeah. an energy shift in the world, I think, uh, right. at, at that point. And right. it was soon after that that I sort of got really uh, – I, I hit the doldrums. Mm-hmm. And when I came out of that – now, there's the other side of that is I came out of it. Um, but I had almost lost everything that had gotten up to that point. Wow. And um, so at that point – Um, So were you, can I interrupt to ask, mm -hmm. were you, were you not inspired to write anything or to, to 
were you inspired mostly to be alone inside yourself or? I, I, yeah, I was also, oh, this is a, a whole other, listen, this is a whole other subject. We could talk someday when you have a year, <laughs> 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 we could really go into this and I'll tell you why it's sort of like I became pissed off at mm-hmm. the universe. Oh, gotcha. I thought, look, I've done this and I've done this and I've done this and it's still not delivering like I want it to deliver. And mm-hmm. I don't know who I thought I was mm-hmm. or what agreement I had made with the universe and my talents, and my gifts. Mm-hmm. But for me, it was sort of like, um, I needed to go back and read the contract. <laughs> That's so hilarious. What a great <laughs> image. That's so great. And so the deal was, you know, I need to show up and do my life assignment. My life assignment is to create music, bring beauty into the world and help others. And once I accepted that and embraced it, no matter what, you know, came of it, then things started cooking again. And this, this time around, I feel like it was a second chance, Bridget. And on the second chance, I got to be intentional about what I did. And along the way, being intentional about, you know, kind of restoring my career, getting the same opportunities, I learned a lot. And I learned a lot about how do you, how do you get visibility? How do you get uh, the attention in a really noisy world where everybody wants your attention? Um, that's a good segue to, to talk a little bit about this new, this five-day um, challenge that's coming up. It's called the, the, the <laughs> Visibility Essentials five-day Facebook challenge. It's Woo-hoo! inside of our group, the Creative Entrepreneurs Mastermind Group, which by the way, uh, uh, you can just enter in if you're, you want to do the URL, it'll take you right to the group, creativeentrepreneursmastermind.com. And so that points right to the Facebook group. And uh, if you're listening to this and want to join us, we start on Monday. Uh, and we're talking about, you know, what, what is engagement on Facebook? Why is, it, why is visibility important for an artist? Uh, you know, uh, we, we cover all these things in, in, in the, the five-day challenge. Each day, there's like a mini daily challenge. I'm only asking people to, you know, take minutes out of their day to do each challenge. And at the end of it, I think they're going to be really, really excited about the results. Uh, you know, it, it just takes more, more than anything, it takes consistency and, you know, using some really tried and true strategies. You know, I'm not a hype person. I give you lots of practical, you know, things you can do and, and take action right away with it. So um, one of the things that I'm hearing in, when you talk about your history of being an artist from such a young age and to the world that you've now created as this inspiration to other artists, not only as an artist yourself, but as a coach and helping them come to their, their highest selves is that you've been in the business of healing hearts since you were born. It sounds like, like you, even through your music, you were, I mean, underscoring playtime. Give me a break. That is such. <laughs> I never really thought of it like that. It's just. That's ex- funny. It, you know, it. for me, it was like, oh, well, this needs a little support. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, you know, they're playing 
with your balls and it's you definitely are in the business and it, most people that are in the business of you know since your little your big breakthrough um you have been even more powerfully in the business of helping others heal their hearts but it, most people who have, who are in that position to help others heal their hearts have obviously had to heal their own hearts. So um, I thank you for doing that hard work that allowed you to come back out into the world and, and help us all. Well, thank you. Thank you. And that, that's, there's, there's so much truth in what you just said. You know? Yeah, it had to be intentional. It had to happen. I had to start with me. You know, there's a reason they say, you know, <laughs> put your, you know, uh, oxygen mask on before you try and help others mm-hmm. if, if something's happening in the plane. And that's, that's very much that sort of analogy of like, we got to help ourselves and then we can help others and uh, sort of attend to that. I love how you said that you came out of it knowing those three things that you are. Yeah, creating music and bringing beauty into the world. Great. Yeah, it's sort of like there's this... Uh, yeah, a vast reservoir just available, I think, there to us. Of, and we're, we, we, we show up as stenographers and uh, we get to sort of take dictation and share it with others. Well, I love, I love that concept of bringing beauty into the world. I mean, because it does, it awakens our hearts. I think that some people become unconscious of the lack of beauty even in their lives. So give us some tips about how you like to bring beauty into your life. Or help others do that. Hmm. Well, okay. Um, I, I, there's, there's something that I love as a coach and working with the other creatives is sort of normalizing the process, nor, normalizing the cycles of renewal and change, mm. uh, and embracing every part of that. You know, there's a, it, it's sort of like embracing the parts of us that we don't even really care for a whole lot you know, is a way, I do believe, um, to, I don't know, to inspire ourselves and empower ourselves and to realize that I, you know, I think I told you early, early in our conversation, I don't believe there are any mistakes. I believe that, you know, it's the darkness that helps us understand and embrace the light. Mm -hmm. And when we can say, you know, for that, for that child who was a stutterer, you know, um, to love that part of myself and to love the very thing that led me to be a stutterer. Right. Right. The pain that led to the, the pain that led to that is, is, is exactly why I'm where I am today. Mm -hmm. Each part of that. Um, So that's, that's it. I mean, it's sort of like there's beauty in everything, Bridget. Mm. Even, even, you know, uh, I just, my, my mother just passed uh, in April. Oh, I'm sorry. And oh well, thank you for that. And mm. she was she was a wonderful woman. And mm. um, you know, I got to be there with her. I got to hold her hand. You know, I felt it was only only right that I be there with her and hold her hand when she took her last breath. Mm, that's uh, so beautiful. She, she was there when I took my first. Mm-hmm. And. Um, there was a time in my life would not have, I would not have been able to do that. I would not have been able to show up for that. I mm-hmm. would have hid from it. Mm-hmm. And now I realize that that's as a beautiful part of life as anything else. Mm-hmm. That, that, you know, uh, you know, every part of life, even the parts that are sad, 
mm-hmm. are, are important and have beauty in them. Right. The most painful moments mm-hmm. can be the most beautiful. Oh, absolutely. So, you know, kind of being with, as a coach, I was very intentional about that too. I'd always coached singers, coached actors for scenes. Uh, I did that early on. That was, you know, I was a musical director. I would teach entire shows to masses of people and conduct the band, you know. And, And so that was a sort of natural part of me, but I never really, it never occurred to me that being a coach, um, would be something that would be as fulfilling for me mm-hmm. as, as writing music. You know, I'm lucky to have a parallel passion that way. And what I do find is that the, the coaching is what helps the music happen. And so when I divide my time into, you know, writing new projects and also coaching, it, they, they're equally important to me. And uh, it's really kind of exciting how that works. So does one, because I have the same thing where one feeds the other, like sometimes if I'm writing, I have to, if I write for a few hours, I have to stop and go draw something or go cook something, like to shift the creative energy, but keep in creative energy and then I can come back and it, does that happen with you too? Yes, it's great because, you know, when I, I do, you know, I coach a couple days a week and then uh, the rest of the rest of the week, you know, it's administrative uh, pickup coachings when, you know, someone needs to coach outside of those days. Um, but I'm collaborating the other days uh, and I show up, you know, that that's that's also to, to kind of backtrack a little bit that that agreement, you know, accepting that ex- assignment is like I show up. And I write music. I keep office hours, you know. Some days it doesn't work. Some days it's not great, but I show up. There's always something that comes of it and it keeps the muscles, you know, it's like it's like developing a muscle. Uh, and it's it's sort of honoring the gift in a way, mm-hmm. you know, always being there. People are always asking me how to write a book and it's, or, or, that, or, they're, or, they're, or they're saying that they want to write a book. And the thing I just say is just, even if you just do five minutes a day, and even all you, if all you write during those five minutes is I don't have anything to write. I don't have anything to write. I don't have anything to write. You'll soon be bored enough by that. And then, and, and sparks will sparks will start to fall. oh it's so true it's so true you, you know just 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 show up of course you know uh the morning you know the morning pages from uh julia cameron's is it julia cameron who wrote the artist way yes the artist you way. Know, that's one thing the other thing too which is fabulous is that you know 300 words a day is a is a book a year Oh, that's such a great mathematical equation. I didn't right. know that. It's kind of nice to know, right? <laughs> can, most of us can sneeze 300 words a day, you know? <laughs> Real, most, most people, you know, sometimes it, it feels, you know, painful. But, you yes. know, for the most part, if you show up, you know, you can do that. So That's true. And also when I say five minutes and I'm, and I'm, and I always say, that's obviously not your end goal, but when you do five minutes, you always end up going more, yes. you know, and then you want yes. to do more. Yes. Then you end up wanting to do more. Now, what is my goal? 30 minutes a day. Yay. But when I was in the, when I was in the throes of um, either writing or editing, both equally, but different sets of pain. Different but separate and equally painful. Yes, exactly. So when I was in the worst of those days, 
I would, even though I really needed to be working like three hours a day at night on this, um, it, I would just make, I would say, all you have to do today is 30 minutes. Like I was a child, like I was parenting myself, honey, if you just do 30 minutes a day, and then I would normally do more than that. But if I gave yeah, myself that whole thing about it, yeah. <laughs> um, Okay, so back to sorry, I took us off on a little tangent there, but back okay. to <laughs> back. But I feel like um, what we were just talking about, even is like taking care of your heart, and you you have this beautiful way of inspiring people to take care of their hearts, but also get things done, like make your dreams happen. Um, it's very inspiring. So. If you're in a day where um, you you notice that you haven't been taking care of your heart or there's something askew, are there, there are things that you personally do to get your heart back on track? There are. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I have myriad things. Uh, it's usually some sort of mindful practice, mindfulness mm-hmm. practice, you know, journaling. Um, for me, uh, really sitting at the piano and playing something that I... I love, you know, is a, is a way of being present. Um, coaching is, is practice, is mindfulness practice. It's being present, being with someone, um, is one, I think the kindest, most loving thing you can possibly do is actually be, be, you know, and, and, and witness and mirror and really truly listen. Um, and uh, often it's just doing uh, work here or reading um, or working on, you know, I, f- I find the work that I do is basically work that requires me uh, a, a certain degree of presence for myself. You know, uh, mm. I can't really just turn on autopilot. You know, there, there are, and this is certainly not to diminish anything anybody does when they can listen to podcasts while they're working, but I can't do that. <laughs> you know, I can't, I can't put on the TV. I, you know, it's sort of like, I've got to be here. I've got to have all of my senses. And so that, that helps. Um, I, uh, yeah, working so, with others. I have my own coach, you know, that kind of thing mm. really gets me. I call it spiritual fitness, quite frankly. That's when I am spiritually not fit, you know, I get cranky. I get grumpy. I call myself, I, I said, I'm being a grumpy pants today. <laughs> everything, it's like if I'm discontent, irritable, you know, mm-hmm. uh, everything somebody does, somebody could take breath and I get upset. It's like, <laughs> you know, then I know the, 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 the common denominator here is me. Yes. You know, it's not the world hasn't flipped a switch and everybody's annoying, mm-hmm. you know, it's, mm-hmm me. So what do I need to do? I need to meditate. You know, I need to go to a yoga class. I need to, I need to talk to somebody. I need to, I had, I need to have somebody talk me off the ledge, you know, mm-hmm. and we all need that from time to time, you know, yeah. and it's a, somebody that we trust. Also, I have learned, you know, uh, this is, this is like a, a, you know, connecting to our, you know, one of my favorite thing is, you know, the, the, the sort of body scan, you know, it's like, because I feel like our bodies are, are so wise, 
Mm-hmm. And when we can get in touch, well, what is our body trying to tell us? You know, what would our feet say if they could speak? What would our legs say if they could speak? You know, what would my 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 pelvic region or my or my solar plexus say if I could really listen to it? You know, mm-hmm. and that we can find. And I know that probably sounds a little nutty, but I am a little nutty. What? What? Who, who, who am I kidding? <laughs> I love yeah. that. No, I, I love- am a little nutty. So there. <laughs> and so. I listen to that and I kind of go, wow, you know, uh, it's the same thing as, you know, um, when our heart hurts, it's like, what is, what's, what's trying to come forth there? What, what are we mourning? What are we grieving? Something I talk, I talk, you mentioned this shadow selves, right? You mentioned it in different words. Oh, yes. Well, uh, okay. Well, I love that you went there because that's, you know, the young and the, the shadow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The gold, there's gold in the shadow. Yeah, it, it's fun to talk to those little hurt little children. You know, um, when you said when you said talking to your heart, that's what I imagined is like, okay, you know, uh, my mom. At one, I mentioned this in the book. Even my mom was really mad at me one day, and I was, I was, uh, I, I must have been like seven or eight years old, and she drove off. And she left me alone and I was too young to be left alone. Right. Mm-hmm. I was at home, but she, she, and so I ran down the street and she is definitely gone forever in my little girl mind. Right. Of course. So, yeah. so it, a shadow was born at that time. And sometimes I talked so that, Oh no, I have to do everything on my own. Now I have to raise myself. I have, where am I going to get food? You know, that kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Like Thank this you. overwhelming. Yeah. And it felt like she didn't come back for days. And I'm sure she was only gone for like half an hour. But in my little girl mind, that, that little shadow self, for those of you that don't know about shadow work, first of all, I highly recommend reading Debbie Ford's book. Debbie Ford is the one who, um, who made this, this work very real and vibrant for me. And I did the shadow process workshop, which I also oh, highly wonderful. recommend. Yeah, I love any of Debbie Ford's work. She unfortunately passed away a few years ago, but her her books are still there and they were major bestsellers and they possibly still are, I'm not sure. But anyway, she she really, she brought shadow work to the masses in a very beautiful and simple way. But um, what occurred to me when you were talking is, ah, this is something that's been missing from my week this week because I'm in a, I've been in a sort of constant state of overwhelm this week, which is why I also wanted to talk to you. And I did, like you talked about snapping at people, like I snapped at someone, I was trying to cancel a subscription to something and the person was pushing back and trying to offer me coaching and I wasn't asking for coaching. I just wanted to no cancel. coaching, please. Yes, yeah. yes. And so I snapped at her and so it was not my proudest moment and I haven't actually snapped at someone in a really long time that I can remember at least. Um, anyway, <laughs> I haven't been talking to that little girl. You're, I'm realizing that in my conversation with Oh, you. how wonderful. So yeah, what would she say to you? Yeah, like... First, first of all, that's a lie. You don't have to do it alone. There's so much support around you. And in fact, throughout the week, miraculous things would happen where someone would call me that was the solution to the thing that I didn't realize they could be the solution. Let me mention it to them. Solution solved, you know. Um, so it's almost like the universe was trying to remind me of that lesson and you're reminding me, no, you have to stop and do this work yourself as well. The universe is 
is there communicating with you, but take, take responsibility, stop, talk to the little girl. Let's see what's real here and what's the story. Well, that's the thing too. You know, there's, there's this, I love this sort of phrase. It, it, again, I didn't, I didn't make it up, but it's like, don't believe everything you think. Right. <laughs> like, yes, I love that. It's like, you know, wait, is that true? You know, and, and, you know, also just trying to take, again, taking stock, take a little bit of an inventory. There's, I do a lot of work in recovery with people because I, you know, there, it, it, there's a lot of, there's a lot of that going on in the world. You know, yeah. we, we check out for one reason or another in whatever way that is, you know, seems right for us, whatever that solution feels like at the time, whether mm-hmm. it's eating, sex, drugs, you know, whatever, spending too much money, gambling. I mean, there's so many ways that we can get caught in an addictive cycle. And one of the things in the, and and that's another thing, I'm certified as a recovery coach because of that. Mm -hmm. There's lots of, lots of history there in, in that, in my life and in the people in my life, people in my life. And um, one of the phrases there is, uh, they use the word HALT as an acronym. H-A-L-T. And I have to stop and go, am I hungry? Am I angry? Am I lonely? Or am I tired? Oh, that's great. And because that's just like the basics of taking care of this physical container, you know, Mm. Uh, it's like, where am I in that, you know, right now? Have I, have I not eaten? You know, am I angry about something? Am I holding a resentment about something? Am I feeling lonely? you know, and I worn out, you know, and many of them are, are like so connected. So it's, it's like being spiritually fit. I always think of it too. You know, there are so many different types of sobriety in my world. There's like physical, you know, physical, mental, and spiritual Mm -hmm. and um, emotional. Mm -hmm. So where am I on that? You know, on the scale of one to 10, how have I been in, you know, we can't always choose our first thought, right? Right, Bridget? Mm-hmm. But we can always choose our second one. Oh, that's good. So when, you know, something comes in my head and it may not be true, I can stop. Just like you said, talk to the little girl, figure out, is that true? You know, mm-hmm. and what is that belief? Because a belief can be wrong. Yep. And beliefs are also fleeting. <laughs> like clouds they are and they can change like the, the sun in the sky you know mm-hmm. uh so it's it's uh i don't know it's it's the world it's a wonderful it's a wonderful place to be <laughs> you know i didn't always feel that way you know there are times when i would uh there are times in my life when i i felt lots of anxiety um lots of dread it's sort of like here here's something too um, and this is something that I, I knew for me when I was pushing away, you know, my, my art at a certain point in my life, mm-hmm. I would wake up with dread. You know, that mm-hmm. feeling, you know, when you would mm-hmm. wake up at the beginning of the school day and go, Oh my God, I didn't do my English assignment. Right. right. And, but I still have to go to school. All right. So I would wake up every day and kind of go, Oh. Right. My Here we English go assignment again. isn't done. Yeah. It is not done. I have mm-hmm. not ac- accepted my life assignment. Mm. I am pushing it aside. And as long as I do, some kind of psychic energy is going to be really off for me. Oh, that's great. I keep having, every time you mention this life assignment, I keep having an image of, you know, the cartoon of God um, <laughs> writing at a desk 
you know, with a pen, a plume, um, but you're right. Your assignment is, and you're standing on the other side of it and being handed this. And I think it might, I'm going to do this little exercise of just writing what I think my life assignment. I don't know. I feel like I want to ask what I think my life assignment was when I first got here and what I think my life assignment is now. There's something, there's something really powerful there. Yeah. And yeah, and that's the thing. Sometimes I think we get wonky, you know. I think that we, you know, for for instance, a, a, a lot of a lot of artists that I work with, it's like, well, yeah, but uh, you know, uh, it, you know, when it really gets down to the real bottom line of it, it's, you know, they're upset because they're, you know, they're not famous or you know, they're not making millions of dollars. You know, mm-hmm. the 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 world is not beating down the door. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't the agreement. It probably mm-hmm. wasn't the agreement. And I think I feel, I feel firmly that, you know, now this is just me. It doesn't mean, you know, it's proven anywhere, but I feel like that we really get to choose what we want to do when we arrive, you know, and sometimes we change our minds <laughs> right. and, and, it, and, and things don't always go well. <laughs> right. I don't know. You know, that's just sort of me making sense of. Or the, and why is, and we also think, well, the thing that doesn't go well, that was bad and wrong. And it's like, no, actually, the thing that didn't go bad and wrong led you to this precise moment. And thank God it did. It went bad and wrong. You know, it was yeah. perfect in its imperfection. Yeah. Oh, and you just really hit on something. I, it is, and, and it's, you know how things you can do on, on a regular basis to the point where they become invisible? You know, oh yes. And one of those things is something you hit on just right now, and I, I and thank you for that. Is that is being grateful. Mm, you know, yeah. Practice. It's a practice. Practicing yeah. gratitude. Yeah. Um, wonderful thing about gratitude. Like on one end of the spectrum is entitled, right? Mm-hmm. And on the other, way on the other end of the spectrum is victimhood. You right. know, everything happens to me. I woe is me poor yeah. little me. Yeah. And on the other side is like, I should have this today. I should have this. I deserve this. And the wonderful, beautiful, if you just pull it all in, that beautiful, sweet spot in the middle is gratitude. Oh my God. I never thought of gratitude on that spectrum. That's so beautiful. That's a that's- great, that's a no fail. I promise you, I promise you, if you're mm-hmm. feeling down, if you're feeling a little low, if there's something just, you just kind of go, what's wrong with me? Well, for, for one thing, and that's a, a whole other discussion too, you may be on the cycle of change or renewal where you're in the doldrums and maybe you need to hit a time when you need to cocoon, like you said, being to yourself and regroup. And it also could be that, you know, you need to take a moment and think about the things you're grateful for. Mm-hmm. But I've never, this, this distinction of one end is entitlement and the other hand is victimhood and the sweet spot in the middle is gratitude. I'm just saying it again for myself, actually, that is such a beautiful, uh, I love that. I'm just picturing a thread and one's at the one end and one's at the other and beautiful little gratitude in the middle. I love that. Thank you for that. That is oh, a great my visual. Pleasure. My That's pleasure. Cool. And it's funny too. You can sort of like do a little, uh, do a little weather check, you know, mm-hmm. Where am where I? Am I on the, where yeah. am I? Who am I drifting toward? You know, mm-hmm. time to come back. Wow, that is beautiful. Is there anything else that you'd like to give to the listeners um, in the realm of 
heart healing, heart empowering, these things that you've been doing your entire life that I know, like you just said, they're, they just come without any effort for you, but anything else you want to? Wow. The thing that's coming up for me is just to know that you're perfect the way you are. Mm. You're in exactly the right place, the right time. You're exactly the right person. There's no such thing as only one chance and one break. The universe is just sort of waiting and mm. ready to give you whatever you need and whatever you desire. You know, I think it's, um, you're not damaged. Perfect, just as you are and just as you are not. Yes, you're perfectly imperfect. I think there's just one thing that we need to give ourselves, really, and that is just permission. Mm. You know, per- permission to be more, do more, have more, and take imperfect action. Oh, that's so good. Taking imperfect action. Thank you. And I love permission. Like when you said the word permission, I just want you to know that like, I just felt like this beautiful, calming elixir went over my whole body. I just felt like calm when you even said the word permission. The word permission has never been so beautiful as when you just said it. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for that. It felt so It's a powerful word. It's a powerful action. It's compassion. It's a compassionate act. Wow. That is beautiful. Dana P. Rowe, thank you so much for joining us today. These are, you are what I call a superhero of love, meaning that you're in the business of helping people heal and empower their hearts. And the goal of everything I do is to have everyone love and be loved more than ever before. And I will say that at the end of this podcast, with your wonderful wisdom from just this short amount of time, I feel like I will be able to walk out into my day um, loving and being loved even more. So thank you. Well, thank you. Yay. And also, (laughs) just so you know, it takes one to know one. Man, (laughs) you are just radiating all over the place. I feel it all the way here in New York City. Oh, that's so sweet. It's such a wonderful, wonderful pleasure. So sweet. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Everybody go check out the Creative Entrepreneurs Mastermind group. And actually, just verbally, just in case they're not near the podcast show notes, just verbally say where that group is one more time, the URL. Creative Entrepreneurs Mastermind, all one word, dot com. And come join us there. We have coaches. We have uh, performers. We have uh, writers. We have screenwriters. uh, We have Bridget. Yes. <laughs> we, have, we have Carol. We have shamans. I mean, it's just the most amazing collection of people, Bridget. Yeah. I mean, there are Tony winners, Emmy winners, Grammy winners, uh, Olivier winners. I mean, I'm so proud of these people. And they're oh. so beautiful and so supportive. Of and it's really, I belong to a lot of groups. And I have to say, a, a lot of most of the groups that I'm talking about are private and it's, it's beautiful that yours is, is, is yours private? Do you have to? It's a closed group. You got to find it. Okay. And okay. also the, the, just, just uh, and a little caveat is that, you know, there are questions that must be answered. And also if your profile is difficult to mm-hmm. get a purchase on, for instance, if all I see are, you know, 
pictures of flowers for your profile picture. And I, and I, and I love people who do that. Don't get me wrong, but you know, it's my job to keep it a safe space. So if I can't tell who you are and what you do, it's probably, it's going to be tough. No, and that's, that's what I was just going to say. It is an incredibly safe space. And because it is an incredibly safe, safe space and it doesn't, it also doesn't feel too large. Like it doesn't, like it feels like you are truly leading it, right? But it is, of all these groups that I belong to, it is absolutely unequivocally the most loving group. Like you never feel like anyone is going to um, react in any way negatively to anything that you, you know, it's, it's it's a feel good, it's a yes and group. Like yes and for those of you that don't know improv, yes and is the is the yes and and what I love about that and it is that group. It is that 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 is the vibe. Vulnerability is a superpower here, Mm -hmm. and uh, love is a superpower, and totally is. Yeah. Yay! Thank you, Dana P. Rowe. Thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you, Bridget. It is absolutely my pleasure. How fantastic was that? Love is a superpower. Yes. Don't forget, Superhero of Love is now available for pre-order on Amazon.com and also at Barnes & Noble and all your local booksellers. So pre-order it today. It'll be out January 1st, 2019. Yay. And if you feel like it, please hop over to iTunes and give us a review so it'll draw more superheroes into the fold. Just like you. Thank you, Superhero. Have a great day.